Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. We are back, and we are going to go right to the phones as we are joined by one of our favorite contributors. He joins us every week at this time, Mr. Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? You know, I'm doing well. We had some great weather. I got out and did a little fishing, and today it's a little rainy, so I think Karen and I might have a movie day today and just make some popcorn, <laughs> and then I'll uh, I'll think about the fishing. But I, the weather's been great. It's, it's going to be a little seasonal next week. But it's going to be nice. It's going to be 70s, 60s, mostly sunny as we get to after today. And it's going to be perfect weather to be out. So what's going on out there, my friend? You know, we got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, fishing is fantastic, and we're, we're really excited about it. You know, it's that time of year where the mountain lakes are starting to open up, uh, spinning 11-mile open for boating this week. Um, you know, and I think uh, with that, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of hype and just a lot of excitement uh, almost every year for the, ex- for the opener of Spinning Mountain Reservoir. Uh, and I would say this year did not disappoint. Um, you know, every year, I think people go by the opening date, of fishing and conditions um, and they don't necessarily think about where the fish are in that relationship so um, being that spinny opened up this week you know a lot of people are getting intel everybody's kind of getting out there and doing their thing um, and depending on your style of angling and or how you fish or, or where you fish um, everybody had different results um, on a real early year you know when we can get out there in mid-april um, the rainbows are in full spawn so you get a lot of fly anglers and shore anglers um, that really target shallow water trout. And there's times where they have just incredible fishing, you know, double digit, you know, 50 count days on these big rainbows. And then when you're a little later in the season, like we are now, a lot of those fish have already had gone through the spawning process um, and are in slightly deeper water. So we had a lot of anglers that didn't have uh, a banner shallow water bite, but the anglers that adapted to the post-spawn fish and the deeper water bite uh, had absolutely incredible success. So um, I think it's really crucial, you know, we're going to kind of give you an update on the fisheries, but more importantly, um, as spring opens up, as our body of water are you're getting out there you know as we start to spend a little bit more time outside um you know always think about where your fish are at what the situation is and not necessarily the calendar date uh and or what you did last year because it always changes so uh but yeah the trout fishing at spinny is great uh, again i think we're seeing those fish just a little deeper than normal in a post-spawn state uh and with that being said we're still seeing a, a handful of pike um in pre-spawn a, a very good portion of those fish in spawn mode uh and we're starting to see our first First wave of post-spawn fish. Uh, this week we saw a lot of 40-inch fish up there. Um, and again, most of those fish being post-spawn fish that are, are very aggressive, very hungry, uh, just coming off their spawn sites. So we're kind of excited to see that. Um, so yeah, so, so a lot of stuff happening in the hills as all those fisheries open up and open for boating. Uh, the walleye fishing continues to be great uh, down here on the front range, no matter where you go. Uh, very seasonal patterns. Again, kind of coming off of our spring transition, moving into our early summer transition so uh the jigging and rigging bite you know jigs and and live bait rigs are starting to work pretty much everywhere across the front range uh just really in the last two days 
Uh, I saw a lot of our fish coming out of that deeper water at like Cherry Creek. A lot of the fish came out of the deeper water at Pueblo. Um, so really moving into a, a late spring, early summer uh, walleye tactics across the board. Uh, so again, that, that's going to increase the, the general take. Anglers are going to start catching a lot more fish, I'd say, than you, than you typically do. Again, we, we talk about how you might lose a little bit of the size of those fish, but the but general uh, quantity is, is definitely going to go through the roof now. Well, I, I couldn't agree more, and I love fishing. You know, I will catch, I will jig for walleyes and catch less fish, even if there's a more productive way, just because I love fishing that way. I want to circle back real quick. You know, you talked about the opening of spinning. You know, you and I, having lived in the Midwest part of our lives, uh, we know what opening fishing season is like. That'll be like Minnesota has their opener on the 9th, and it's always the second Saturday in May. And the conditions are always so different. And half the time, it's some of the worst fishing of the year. But it's probably the most fish day in Minnesota. There's something about anticipating something you're not allowed to do. And, you know, and that's what the opening of spinny, of spinny is. But I think now we're getting a whole bunch of people anticipating things they want to do that they've kind of been cooped up and couldn't do. And as things loosen up, they're going to get outside. So we're going to see some of that enthusiasm across the outdoor community just because hopefully things are going to start changing and loosening up. I, I agree 100%. You know, as I talk to anglers, you know, I, I, I see people I've been trying to you know, go out fishing, taking the family out, things like that, just to stay up on the bites. And, yeah, you know, you talk to anglers like, hey, yeah, I haven't been out this whole year. Um, yeah, the excitement level, I would say, is through the roof, um, for sure, just to get out there, whether that's turkey hunting or walleye or bass. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have the opener of shed hunting. I know there's been people just so excited about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think here in Colorado, we love our outdoors. Um, so I think people are. They're, they're very excited uh, to get out as things kind of loosen up. And, again, you know, obviously, we, we've been talking about it for a month now. But just just be safe with everything you do, you know. And, honestly, before, I'd say it was a fairly wide uh, description of what we should or shouldn't do. Um, and a lot of it now is going to be broken down into county um, and or whoever manages that that area where we might go fishing or hunting is it national forests is it state parks is it state wildlife um so again uh try just everybody try to do your best to uh to, to monitor things as uh you know whether we want to call it loosen up or you know as we kind of get out a little bit more um yeah just do everything you can to to, to abide by the rules and uh, uh there's no doubt there is some amazing fishing and hunting opportunity right now especially with the weather warming up for turkey uh you know again the walleye the bass the pike and the trout fishing is all epic um you know in the next week or so we're going to see a lot of those lake trout fisheries cutting loose um you know all of those uh have you know minimal ice and or icing off as we speak um so again as all these opportunities up there, uh, there there's a lot of opportunity for some amazing fishing right now and uh the great thing about this time of year is there's a lot of great fishing from a boat and or from shore so a lot of opportunity where are some of the other places you might go if you were looking like tomorrow's supposed to be a pretty decent day where are some of the other places you might head you know, it, right now, uh, again, talking about just taking advantage of the opportunities. Um, you know, walleye fish on the front range. Um, if you're looking for bigger fish, I'd hit Cherry Creek. If you're looking for numbers of fish, uh, Chatfield, those two opportunities are, are awesome for anglers. Um, you're taking advantage of these pike as they come out of spawn, I think is something that is definitely, uh, should be a consideration. Um, a lot of people know we have big pike in Colorado, but a lot of anglers never see them and or catch them. Um, there's a short window where these pike gorge, um, you know, individual fish wise, it probably is a week to 10 days, um, that these fish will just pack on the weight before they, I don't want to say they get smart, but they, they get less 
or they get more picky on on their dietary needs. Um, when they first come out of spawn, they are hungry, ferocious, and want to eat everything. If you've ever wanted to catch a big pike, um, right now at all your pike fisheries, there's big fish in shallow water at Williamsport. There's big fish in shallow water at Spinney. There's big fish in shallow water at 11 Mile. Um, so again, I think taking advantage of some of these pike opportunities would probably be one of the, my top things um, that I would focus on and or attempt here in the next week to 10 days um, just because that opportunity exists for some world-class fish right now for sure and again they're very accessible um, we're seeing those big fish cruising uh, I would say 8 to 14 feet of water is kind of your your hot zone um, colder mornings colder evenings colder days we're on the deeper side uh, nice bright sunny day warmer day those fish are sliding up just a little bit of shallower water to, to take advantage of that uh, so shallower water on warm hot days and a little bit deeper water on those colder cloudier days what type of presentations do you like for those big pike in the post pond boring as you can get terry you know it's crazy um i think so many of us as anglers we, we all do the same test right we we put a bait on we drop our rods up in the water and we drag the bait like three foot right if you do that and you look down and you think to yourself man that's a good bait. That is not one to use right now for pike. If you drop a big stick bait down there and you drag it and it hardly does anything, that is exactly what you're looking for right now this time of year. Uh, my favorite go-to is going to be a stick bait uh, of any manufacturer. I mean, you know, original float and rapalas. Uh, I love big giant storm, storm thunder sticks. Uh, but any large-scale stick bait, uh, six to ten-inch bait, and you want minimal movement. When you drag that bait through the water, you barely want it to move side to side. Um, so minimal movement, honestly, take that stick bait, cast it out, and it's hard to do because so many of us want to jerk the rod or throb the rod to, to add action to that bait. Right now, cast that stick bait out, put that rod tip fairly low uh, towards the water, and reel it in slow. We don't even add movement. We don't add twitches. We don't add pauses cast it out and reel it back in. Um, and that is literally going to be the go-to technique for, for those giant pike right now. Uh, just slow, steady action. You know, when we troll for these fish, we're trolling at like 1.4 miles an hour. Just a very slow, steady movement uh, is what's going to get those big fish going right now. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes left. What's going on with tight line outdoors and are things changing, loosening up? What are your activities? You know, absolutely. We're, uh, you know, like I said, you know, as a company that operates permits on, on 14 bodies of water, um, it's one of those things that it really depends on where, what we're doing and things like that. Um, you know, we're excited. We're actually out here uh, running a digital tournament right now. There's been a lot of anglers out fishing. Um, you know, we worked with our, with our health departments. We worked with CPW. Uh, everybody's been great. Um, and we, uh, we, we kind of defined and developed our, our series called Catch Rate uh, to a by all that you know only family members uh you know in the boat so you're, you're fishing with people that you live with household wise uh we figured out a way to to kind of sign up and register without any sort of contact uh so really put a lot of stuff together to, to kind of make uh again set forth by the by the rules uh at hand uh so we're out here doing that and that's exciting um so that will uh, it starts basically today as a kickoff uh then it's again on wednesday evening from four to eight and it will be every other wednesday after that so we're excited to get catch rate back up and going uh and again you can always just watch our facebook page uh tightline outdoors again uh everything is still changing you know by the day or by the week so uh feel free to contact us at any point in time uh, we can kind of walk you through uh, what we're doing what we're not doing uh and all that kind of stuff 
All right, my friend, um, get out there, catch some fish, and stay safe, and we will talk to you again next week. We will do that. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Nate Zielinski. Hey, before we go, I want to, you know, we've been talking a lot of fishing, talking a lot of fly fishing today. We've got more fishing coming up, by the way. Um, we're going to talk uh, to the guys at Blue Quill Angler next, and Brad Peterson's going to join us. But a lot of the fly fishing and the conventional fishing that we are talking about today is on my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. You know, we filmed 22 seasons of television. A lot of that was filmed right around here. And about 135 episodes or so are on our YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. So if you go through that, a lot of the, we talked about fly fishing the pooter. There's one on about that. Um, we talked about some of the lakes up at Delaney, and, and we there's one up there on that. So there's a lot, and Nate trolling for some of these fish. We did that on one of the television shows. So a lot of this is on that, that channel. So check it out. And follow us on Facebook, The Best of Fishing. I mean, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Because we are posting a lot of um, current conditions. If I get out, we're posting an update. We're posting like that we're having a huge fishing day today on the radio show. A lot of information. And we're going to start some trivia contests as soon as I round up some prizes. So follow us on Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We'll take a quick time out, and then we're going to take you to some of the fly fishing right around the metro area with the Blue Quail Angler on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. All right, so you're playing some Dire Straits trying to get me all amped up, huh? Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, they, you can't listen to this and not get upbeat. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We are going right to the phones, and one of our go-to sources for fly fishing is always the Blue Quail Angler. And uh, joining us from the Blue Quail Angler is Chris Steinbeck. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing well. We had some beautiful weather. We're getting a little rain today. Of course, that'll change things. We're going to have seasonal weather the next few days, but it's uh, the fishing has been good. It's, uh, at least that's what I've been finding. And what what are you guys seeing out there? That's it. Fishing's been really good. Um, you know, really strong spring conditions right now here in the front range. Getting right on the cusp of our runoff here over the next couple of weeks, but for the time being, the fishing's fantastic. So where, what are you seeing? Where are the few places you might head out? Yeah, yeah. So we have, um, obviously, South Platte's a local option. That's fishing really good. Um, flows have been increased over this last week. And they're, I think, a little over 330 CFS below Cheeseman Dam right now. Um, and that's really getting the fish eating really hard. Um, the betas nymphs are fantastic right now. Um, flies like pheasant tails. Um, stock-ups, betas, nymphs, flies like that have been really productive. Um, as we get closer here to the front range, we've been doing a lot of stillwater fishing, which has been a lot of fun and kind of mixing it up. But it's been uh, it's been incredibly good fishing um, across the state here. Any other waters maybe a little outside of the area before we focus a little more on the area that you've been hearing about? Yeah, you know, um, the Arkansas River's fishing well, um, you know, especially the lower stretches. The caddis are already hatching. They're really active. Um, the Colorado River up north, same sort of thing. You're still seeing a lot of betas nymphs up there. Um, both the Arkansas and the Colorado, bigger freestone rivers that aren't controlled by dams. And so those rivers are starting to see um, the early melt stages right now. The flows are coming up a bit, and you might see the water getting stained up just a little bit. 
But, you know, well, a couple things. First of all, I, I want to talk about the Mother's Day. Everybody talks about the Mother's Day hash on the Arkansas. If you wait till Mother's Day, it's almost over some years. I mean, Mother's Day is earlier this year, so it'll probably still be going on as it moves up the river. But first of all, that hatch isn't quite what it used to be, although it is coming back. But it isn't always your focus. But this time of the year is still a great time of the year to fish the Arkansas. Uh, mostly browns. Did you, Are you seeing any size down there? Yeah, you know, we're getting, um, like I said, majority browns, a lot in that 12, 13, 14-inch range. Every once in a while, I come across a bigger 16, 18-inch fish. Uh, some rainbows mixed in as well, and you're dead on on the caddis hatch. It's a... Uh, um, if you do throw caddis, throw them early in the morning. You're seeing a lot of caddis activity early. Um, another big bug on the Arkansas that the fish are keen in on are betas, and so bluing olives and um, bigger pheasant tails, bigger flies like that are going to be working really well as well. Well, you know, another thing, too, and I preach this a lot during this time of the year, is be really careful. If the flows are heavy, you know, like you said, the, Ar- the Colorado is starting to flow pretty good. Um, you don't have to get in the water. In fact, maybe you should leave, leave your waders home and not get in the water because if it's still fishable, those fish are going to be close to shore, right? Exactly right. That current's going to push them towards the edges. They're good, the fish are going to be fighting any kind of current break. And so a lot of that is right near the edges where you don't need to get in. You want to fish. We call them seams, right, where slow water meets the faster water. Um, but the idea is you walk right up the right up the river, and you hit every little soft pocket right off the banks, and you'll be surprised on how many fish are feeding in those little pockets. But it's amazing, too, and sometimes you can throw a really big buck. Uh, I want to talk a little more about local rivers and move on to some still water. But before I do that, I was out fishing some ponds the other day, conventional fishing. And as we were, and Karen and I were out for a walk one day, too. And I saw a ton of small grasshoppers. Now, usually I think of grasshoppers in August and July on the rivers. Are we seeing some of those small grasshoppers on the lower reaches of the rivers, too? Can we fish those right now? You could definitely fish those. Um, Those aren't going to be the primary food source yet. Like you said, the fish will key on those a little bit later. But having said that, trout are so opportunistic. Um, If they're seeing the real bugs out um, and they see your hopper pattern up on the water, it's hard for them to resist that, um, especially right now before the flows get too high. And and so tell me about a couple other the local rivers around. Are you seeing anything else in towns if people don't really want to travel and there's a lot of places are telling them not to? What about places like uh, Bear Creek or maybe the Platte through town? And what are you seeing? Yeah, yeah. So Bear Creek has been fishing um, really good. You know, a lot of smaller fish in Bear Creek. Um, great river to go hone your skills and go have fun fishing. Um, same, you know, what's great about this time of year in a lot of these local rivers and streams, the entomology or the bugs are going to be relatively similar. So you're still talking a lot of betas nymphs in Bear Creek, um, even the plat down through town. Um, you're going to start seeing caddis as things warm up here over the next week or so. Um, and the, I mean, once those two bugs get going, it's just, it's a great time of year and an awesome time to go explore Colorado and fish Colorado. And, and then as these rivers get a little more flow and get a little more difficult to fish, the still water really comes into its own this time of the year. A couple spots that you recommend for still water fishing? Yeah, I tell you, one that is really good, too, is uh, Wellington Lake. Um, Wellington Lake outside of Pine is, uh, um, that's one of the more beautiful lakes I've seen. It's so much fun to fish. Um you know, a lot of the still waters we're fishing right now, including Wellington, we're throwing a lot of leech patterns, 
um, a lot of bigger scuds. Um, we're starting to see some good coronamids, and coronamids are like big midges in lakes. And so um, the fish at Wellington's been really good. Uh, we've been having fun down at Chatfield, too, with different species and walleye and smallmouth bass. And um, that's not every day the fly angler goes and chases those species, but it's what an awesome opportunity out there that um, just doesn't get hit too hard at, in terms of the fly world. No, and, and I'll tell you that I'm going to talk later on in the show about some ponds I fished conventionally, but every one of them where I caught fish, you could have done it with a fly rod. It would have been the same. So while we got you on, tell us what's the status at Blue Quill Angler. Where, how are you guys operating, and are you available? Yeah, so we are definitely available. Um, our retail store is still shut down for the walk-in traffic, but we're doing pickup orders. We're doing online orders every day. Um, we're here to help. We have guys, uh, at least a couple guys in the shop, um, you know, obviously doing mandate or, <laughs> um, following the social distancing guidelines here at the shop, but, um, call the shop. And if you have questions, if you're thinking of going out fishing a different river or lake, we're here to help, uh, give us a call. Um, our guide service, we're looking at opening up, um, soft opening on May 11th and then a full opening on May 18th and the, 18th is kind of what the shop's looking at, too, in terms of opening up. Okay, and now last question. If you were going to go somewhere tomorrow, well, give me two. One Stillwater, one River. Just This is where you're going. This is where Chris is going. The spot he doesn't share with anybody, he's only going to tell me, where would you go? <laughs> I go, dude, I, I go the South Platte right through town. Um, right now is a great option, um, especially if you want to mix up the species. There's great numbers of trout in that part of the, um, you know, below Chatfield all the way through town. Good little smallmouth bass pockets, a lot of carp, um, a ton of fun to fish, a good variety. So if I was going to go fish a river, um, that's probably where I'd go. Um, if I'm fishing a lake, I'd say I'd go to Chatfield for walleye or bass, or I'd go up to Wellington for trout. All right, my friend. As always, thank you for joining us. Stay safe and look forward to you guys getting back to really doing business you're a great resource there at the blue quill and oh tell them how do they get a hold of you awesome so yeah you guys give us a call here at the shop our number is 303-674-4700 or you can find us online at bluequillangler.com we have updated fishing reports there we have our social media we put a lot of tips and tying tips out there and so uh, follow us on facebook and instagram and we can get you any information you're looking for all right, my friends, stay safe, and maybe you and I will get on the water together this year. I really hope so, Terry, and really thank you for the opportunity, and uh, thanks for having us on here today. All right. Thank you, Chris. We'll talk to you again very soon. That's uh, Chris, Steinbeck from the Blue Quill, Chris Steinbeck from the Blue Quill Angler. Once again, a lot of these, um, a lot of these areas we talk about, there are uh, 20-minute because the commercials have been taking out television shows on my YouTube channel that address exactly these situations that we've talked about at the Best Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. And a lot of the information on these you can find at uh, our our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We're going to take a quick time out. We come back. Brad Peterson's going to join us. We're going to talk more fishing on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Hey, Kyle, do you know the Eagles have now postponed that concert till next year? Oh, man. 
At least it's postponed though and not canceled. So you you still I know have that's hope. twice. It was I, w- I was supposed to go in March and then I was supposed to go in September. Now it's September of next. These guys keep it up. I might not use their bumper music anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones, and we're joined by one of our frequent contributors. He's both a hunting and a fishing guide, Brad Peterson. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Terry. Um, It's a little dreary at my place today. You don't live that far away, so probably yours too, but boy, we've had some beautiful weather, haven't we? Oh, we have. Last week, that warm weather um, sure got my juices flowing for getting out and catching some fish, and I think got the fish... uh, a little bit more active and a little bit uh, hungrier, which is always a good thing when we're going out trying to catch them. Yeah, I think a lot of things turned the corner uh, last week on where the fish were at. We had a little off and on. It, it was, you know, it wasn't that atypical a spring that the weather was such a factor. I think it's just, well, I think a couple things are contributing, Brad. One is the off and on weather, and we had that big snowstorm up here, and so things were up and down. But there's been some really good fishing across the state, if you knew what, and you were willing to adapt to what was going on. Another thing I think is happening, though, and I don't want to dissuade anybody, but we've seen an inordinate amount of fishing pressure because people just want to get out. Are you seeing that? Oh, it's, it is very much the case. And I think with some of the stay-at-home or safer-at-home policies, uh, what we've seen is, is there, there's people – working from home so maybe they're able to get out during the weekdays whereas normally they'd be only able to get out on the weekend so i'm seeing a lot of weekdays where the pressure reminds me of what a normal weekend would look like and then our weekends right now almost look more like a summer weekend so the pressure on our bodies of water is seems to be uh increased this spring for sure Yeah. And with that, we just want, you know, first of all, we want people to get out and enjoy the experience. We're going to tell them what we think is going on, where to find them, how to catch them. That's what we do on this show. But we also want to maybe promote, um, we've never been a total catch and release philosophy. We've always been, I think, because both you and I come from in fisherman background, is selective harvest. Understand the body of water you're fishing and what taking some fish will do. So as people are out there fishing, whether it's trout fishing or walleye fishing if it's put and take trout fishing take a limit or something those are put there to be harvested especially on the low level lakes but maybe a, a, a renewable resource like the walleyes where we have to do stocking or where there's been some interruption you know be conscious of that take a few for the pan just don't take a bunch to fill your freezer right now let everybody kind of share in it i think that would be good advice don't you think yeah i completely agree and especially with the walleyes and potentially wiper stockings being interrupted this year that um, people really need to think about it because the majority of our lakes rely, you know, wipers are 100% stocked and the majority of our walleye lakes rely on stocking of those fish to have a year class. So we're going to be missing complete year classes. Will, will you notice it this year in your fishing? No, but if we harvest a lot of those fish, we will notice it two and three and four years down the road. So, you know, maybe instead of keeping your limit of five, maybe keep three fish. That's, that's enough for a meal. And, um, you know, kind of manage that uh, and think about the future when you're thinking about harvesting. And like you say, I know you grew up with it. My dad and uh, a lot of my family members love to have fresh fish. So harvest enough and uh, have yourself a meal. 
but we don't need to uh, look at trying to fill the freezer for sure. Now, where can I go catch those fish? I've heard there's some pretty good bites going on, and you took advantage of one of them, I understand. Yeah, there, there's good bites going throughout the Northeast Lakes. Um, I've fished Jackson and Jumbo both in the last probably 10 days. Uh, the Jumbo bite was pretty good, to say the least. Um, there's, there's a lot of fish being caught out there. Most of the fish I caught almost exclusively were trolling. But I know there were people out pulling bait, catching some fish, and a few people out jigging. If you want to stay a little bit closer, um, Sterling is normally a little bit later late. So I would say with Sterling, I'd start looking at it about mid-May to late May. But you got Pruitt out there that has great numbers. It's a shallow lake that should be starting. And then Jackson, when I was out there 10 days ago, in the afternoon, I found some 60-degree water temperature, and the wipers were starting to get active. So that body of water has potential to really be on fire right now for both wipers and some walleyes. And I know some people that were out there enjoying the large carp that are in the lake. And uh, I tell you what, if you want a good fight, about a 15-pound carp is uh, hard to beat. Oh, they will pull your string. And you can find them in so many places, ponds and lakes and rivers. And they're harder to catch than people think. They're smarter than people think. But, boy, when you hook into one, it's a fight. Speaking of finding stuff close to home, too, what about some of the smaller lakes and ponds up here up north, the the Bodeckers, the Lawn Haglers, those kind of places? Yep. Um, Lawn Hagler, you know, it's getting some trout stockings, and the water level is starting to get up in the trees. I would expect the bass to be moving up kind of that uh, pre-spawn staging. I know we talked on Thursday, and both of us had been out to some ponds and had trouble trying to find the bigger bass. And then Friday I went out to ponds, and uh, I was catching all two-pound-plus bass. So we're right at that stage of the year where man a couple days we've had that that warm weather those warm nights particularly that let those lakes stay warming up and uh, those bass should be moving in bodecker the crappies are starting to go the lake is rising and again just getting into the trees and then both boyd and union are fishing pretty decent they both are getting uh, or at least boyd's getting a trout stocking and There's some walleyes and panfish going on both of those bodies of water. So if people want to get out, there definitely are places to look, whether you, you know, are looking to stay close, looking to travel a little bit more, and don't overlook the ponds. The the water temperature there, they're probably going to be about uh, a week to two weeks ahead of the bigger reservoirs as far as where the bites are, but they should be really good for fast action right now. Now, if you were going to go, it's a little drizzly, rainy today. It's supposed to clear up, but it's going to stay cool. So we're coming off of a front. We're going to get um, some sunshine the next couple days, a little warmer, but it's not going to be a a true bluebird, but it could affect a little bit. But the next couple days and maybe into the middle of next week, we're supposed to have seasonal but nice weather. If you were to pick a couple places to go, one from shore, one from a boat, where would you go? Boy, if I was going to go shore fishing, and I know we talk about it a lot, but it probably would be St. Brain just because of the diversity that's out there. You have so many different ponds to choose from, and if the pond you're on, the fish aren't biting, 
you know, we both have experienced it in Minnesota where you launch a boat on one lake where the fish aren't biting and you hook up the trailer and you go right across the road. And after you've cleaned, drained and dried your boat, you drop it into the next lake and maybe the bite's going on that lake. So St. Brain provides that opportunity for variety and and able to fish a couple different lakes and chase different species. So shore fishing, I would do that. If I was going to do uh, lake fishing, boy, I think I'd be targeting out east, and and the Jackson and the Jumbos would probably be the two that would be high on my list right now. And another thing with those lakes, because uh, you don't, they're not spawn-taking lakes, so you don't have the 18-inch size limit, you can get two or three to take home that'll be nice, 16, 18, 15-inch fish, and they've been catching a lot of them up to even 22 inches. Let the bigger ones go, but take two or three, like we said, and, boy, I tell you what, a couple fresh walleyes right now. I know Karen, she produces a show, my wife Karen, for the folks out there, you know her, of course, is listening on the other in the other room in the other studio office, and she's going to come in and ask me why I haven't brought any walleyes home lately, and I'm going to be in trouble. But you should be able to go out and get some right now, I would think, Brad. Yeah, I think for the next month, if you're wanting to get into numbers of walleyes, this is the probably the best month to get into numbers when you're out on the northeast part of the state. As you move closer to the front range and those lakes take a little bit longer to warm up, that bite continues into June really well. So the next month to six weeks is going to be prime time for catching numbers of walleyes, finding those, you know, like we said, those perfect eater size, those 15 to 18 inch fish and be able to have a fish fry with the family or the people in your house and, and enjoy it. But it's, it's a good time to get out there. It's not too warm. The bite is good for a variety of fish. And the, and the one fish we didn't even mention a whole lot about East is the crappie fishing. Those fish are just starting to move into the trees. And as soon as they move up to that brush, boy, you can get into some huge numbers of crappies out there too. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. In fact, next segment I'm going to talk a little bit. I caught a bunch of crappies and ponds this last week, and that's going to take off in the lakes real soon. Before I let you go, what is Brad Peterson Outdoors doing? I know you you guide. Um, what's the outlook for you? What are you? What are your current activities? You know, right now I'm doing posting some educational stuff on social media, uh, Facebook at Brad Peterson Outdoors and Instagram at Brad P Outdoors. Doing some videos, uh, doing some posts, kind of getting out, feeling out what the bites are like, but kind of really waiting to see uh, where the whole safer at home rules are are settling out on guiding. And so currently I'm not booking any trips, hoping maybe about May 15th to start running trips again. And uh, should be going full time, you know, again in June. So if people want information or anything, just Contact me through social media. I'm happy to update them on, on what I know, if I've been out on a body of water, or answer any fishing question they might have, even if that includes, uh, you know, what type of line to use for a cane pole. All right, my friend. We will talk to you again very soon. Stay safe and uh, try to get outdoors and at least uh, relax a little bit. Thanks. You do the same, Terry. All right, Brad Peterson from Brad Peterson Outdoors. We'll take a quick time out. When I come back, we'll wrap up the show, and we may even banter with Mr. Dan Jacobs if he's around, and we'll see what's going on. All that on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.
All right, you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We're going to start wrapping stuff up. One of the things I want to mention is follow us on Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. If you followed us, you would know that um, we had scheduled three different fly shops to be on today to um, to give you a fly fishing update. I will probably post those podcasts on the Facebook page. So if you missed some of those, you'll be able to go to the Facebook page. I'd say no later than tomorrow, and I'll have those podcasts posted up there. And you can go review them. They're great information. We went to covered virtually the state and what's going on in fly fishing. Also, a lot of the things we talked about today, the fly fishing and the conventional fishing, are available on my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. We've actually done television shows right on those spots, uh, at, at on the South Platte, on the North Platte, at these lakes and rivers around here. So if you go through there, there's about 135 episodes. Take a look at those. Now, I mentioned on Facebook, we also post uh, current conditions if I get out. I did get out on Wednesday, and you heard Brad reference that him and I had been out separately at different bodies of water, and both of us had a little trouble with the largemouth bass. It got a few, but they weren't what I thought they would be. And so I, I put my stubbornness aside because I really wanted to go bass fishing, put the big bass gear away, and took out an ultralight rod, and really turned the day around. Went to a four or five ponds in Loveland and Fort Collins, and just spent a few minutes on each one casting some small ultralight baits, like a little one-inch gulp minnow on a tiny jig head, and then a little uh, red or natural colored extruded night crawler from Berkeley Gulf that's in a jar. It's a little tiny one, and it uh, using that blow a bobber. And I was able to get a number of crappies. I got a bass doing that, um, some trout, and some really nice bluegills, and turned the day around to have a really great day. You'll see the pictures and the description of the lures posted on my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. So take take a look at that. Another thing, this show is we really have dedicated this show to getting people outdoors. We've always been evangelistic about what the outdoors can bring to your life. And I think that shows no more than right now what's going with what's going on, but please be good stewards when you're out there. Um, We're getting a lot of pressure on our resources because it's not just weekends. People are out there all week and trails are crowded. Fishing places are crowded a little bit. So be respectful of other people. Um, As far as the trails, I know people are trying to socially separate, and they should, but you start venturing off the trails too much, we start expanding them, and we start getting erosion. So be careful of that. We're seeing that happen in some places of the state. And uh, fishing pressure, you know, be be a little conscious of your harvest. Take some for the pan, but you don't need to necessarily uh, fill your freezer. And while you're out there, it's rattlesnake season. So make sure you're paying attention when you're out there because – you step off that trail, give somebody room, you could be stepping right into the grass where a rattlesnake is. So just be a little careful. And speaking of rattlesnake-like creatures, I think Dan Jacobs is in the studio. Is that right, Dan? I'm here, Terry. No. Anyway, uh, I, I had a joke I was going to say about lawyers and rattlesnakes. But I'm oh, not no, no, no. I'm gonna, we don't want to do that. I'm, I'm going um, to I'm I'm give you respect. Well, you know, I want to give you respect, but here's the thing. So I'm doing this thing each week. I volunteer, and one of the guys I volunteer with, we do these hot meals. He's a big fan of your show, and we're serving these meals, and we had to break out some – we were running low on food. We had to break out some fish sticks, and, you know, we're serving those up, and he says, Dan, you know what you should do? You should ask Terry about his favorite brand of fish sticks because we know that's the only fish he's been eating lately. 
Oh, geez. And yeah. I said, Abrumped. even yeah. my, even my, even my friends are getting in on this uh, Terry uh, giving Terry a hard time thing throughout the week. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I noticed you didn't uh, post any pictures of the huge uh, bass you caught this week or whatever on your Facebook page. I what didn't happened? catch any huge bass. Oh, I what a, a surprise! And I, I said that that the bass was tough. I, I know. Hey, I have a question. I have a question for you before we do move on seriously, though. Mm-hmm. Broncos, Broncos didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Garrett Bowles. Um, does that a signal that he's probably not even going to be the starter next year, or is he going to get to compete for that job? What are they going to do? What do you think they're going to do at left tackle? I think he's – well, it's going to be a competition. I think he'll be by default. I don't think Juwan James is going to be healthy throughout the season. They just have no options. And so he, Elijah Wilkinson will compete with him for the left tackle – but Elijah Wilkins is also their backup plan for right tackle. So I think you're going to be – they're going to trudge. Garrett Bull's out there. They're going to try and hypnotize – John Elway's going to you know, try and hypnotize everybody again and convince everybody he's not that bad because Drew Locke's playing, and it'll be problematic. I think at least Drew Locke has the ability to extend the play a little bit, which last year we saw in the beginning of the year with Flacco was just not there, and he was a sitting duck. So that may help. And if you can get some quick hitting stuff, but is there anybody in free agency or any other options at tackle, or are we exhausted all those? Yeah, I mean, just guys off the top of the the heap. I think there's, I think Brandon Peters is out, or Jason Peters is out there, uh, an older guy that you know could be available. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think they're just going to roll with what they got. All right, my friend. Well, I'm sure you're going to talk more about it during your show. You have a great show. We'll wrap this one up. Thanks, Terry. Uh, that finished. That finishes Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and 104.3 The Fan. I want to say thanks to Kyle in the studio for taking care of us. Thanks to Karen in the, our studio here at home for taking care of me and everybody. We make this work while we're doing our social distancing and broadcasting from home. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour and sports with Dan Jacobs on 104.3 The Fan.